0: Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by BetterHelp. Special offer for you guys, listeners of Real Ghost Stories Online. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ghost stories. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was the overwhelming feeling that overtook a person shortly after the death of a loved one? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And it is 855 853 4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And if you like the show, you want to get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes of the show, the ebook, the audiobook, all the extras. Become an extra podcast person. We call them EPPs. Sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com. We're patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's only $5 a month. You'll get access to all of that stuff. The world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. If you're feeling down because Halloween has ended and you're still going, I want more ghost stuff. Well, we do that here 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So check that out at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? What's up,
1: friend? What's going on? Well, today I posted a picture on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you're hearing this, you'll have to go back a little bit on my page. And um, it's just Carol Hughes. I'm super easy to find. I have a really creative name. <laughs> but um, it's the site of my murder she shed. Yeah. And I sent it to you. And it's like one of those things that I'm like, if you ever trip and fall into it, mm-hmm. it would be like right out of a a horror movie. Yeah. Because it's got all this crap sticking out of it's it. It's like final
0: destination type scene shit where it's right? like, Oh my God. Yeah, there's And then
1: you just hit it just right and the nail gets you oh, in the
0: heart. Yeah. Or just like right in the temple or something. And it's yeah. like, Oh my god, they fell with the shed. They're just why are you leaning against the shed? And like, oh my god, the nail just you know.
1: And then it am not leaning, I'm dying.
0: Yeah. I'd I'd get rid of those. Just yeah.
1: I don't know what to it's one of those weird things, like I did have somebody ask me to do a video of the murder she shed, So I need to do that. Yeah, But um, it's like, I'm afraid if you mess with that stuff, because it looks super creepy, but it's got kind of a really friendly vibe about the, the place.
0: That's what they said about the conjuring house, the Amityville house, a lot of houses.
1: Did, really, did anybody really say that charming. it had a friendly vibe to
0: it? It's charming. It's wonderful. And my then, murder
1: she shed, I would not call it charming, but it is you know, like, you know, I go in and chat and I like whenever I have to go in there. You I'm go like, in hey, and chat. That? Like you just I, chat with like whatever's there. I do. Okay. Every freaking time I walk in there. Like today I couldn't find my cat anywhere and I'm like, oh. And I looked at the murder she shed and I'm Dead like,
0: In The murder um, she shed.
1: No. And I walked in there and she wasn't in there. I'm like, hey, I'm just looking for my cat. <laughs> Like, <laughs> if you see her, send her on out. In case
0: any of you demons want to come out here and help me find her, we're just going to be over here.
1: Because I would really appreciate that because I'm not doing a good job on my own. <laughs> but, yeah, but other people looked at the picture and they said, like, somebody said, ooh, looks painful.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you tripped and fell into that, that would not be good. Somebody
1: else, somebody else posted, "When the shed is the murderer." Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly.
1: It just looks like if you fell into it, like, and it's got upside down hooks on it. Why have upside down hooks? Those aren't even functional.
0: Where they sacrificed the children in the area years ago? I
1: don't know. It's like, and it's way to the back, so and it. There's no alleys or anything. So if you were sacrificing children, no one would have seen it.
0: Long lost bondage scene from BTK found.
1: <laughs> right there in my backyard. He
0: used all those nails and shit to attach his ropes and stuff. And little did you know, you thought it was just for rakes. and, lawn, Ooh, and what lawn if equipment.
1: I went, exp- like, like, you know, how things just seem to randomly pop up, like crutches. Like, oh, yeah. what if there was ropes oh, and stuff back there? God. But I don't think there what are. What if you start
0: just digging in the area and seeing what you find?
1: <laughs> I do have a shovel. <laughs> just, just seems like a lot of work. Like, who's got time for it? <laughs> like, I'm just going to dig. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, digging.
0: <laughs> what if you found like a femur or something like sticking out or, or like the dog found it and you saw like where it kind of came out of in the ground? Would you silently keep digging yourself? Or would you call someone immediately?
1: <laughs> I would probably just assume it's some sort of weird animal bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's I hardly say, let, let's say it's a distinctly
0: human. enough. It's not an animal bone. Let's say it's distinct enough to be. I think this could be a person.
1: Oh, hell. I would call 911. You would? Oh, hell yeah. Because you'd certainly have like crime scene tape
0: around your backyard and all that and this and that. Or you could take the quiet route and be like, "Let's put that back where it went."
1: <laughs> I don't, maybe that would be a better idea.
0: Well, I mean, you're going to forever stigmatize your property. Oh, um, that's true. So you, you know, you'll end up paying for that. And just
1: although it could also increase the value of my property if it's like, yeah, murder happened here, and you know,
0: murder houses need- don't usually go for much. No. haunted ones do if you can if you can add the haunting to it then you might have just increased your value but if it's <laughs> just like excuse me murder the kind of yeah.
1: the and this is morbid but the otero house yeah. where a btk killed the fan not all of the family but
0: yeah
1: four people i believe so and, and uh it was for sale because i lived close to that house yeah like maybe half a mile as a bird flies like i did not not live far from there at all mm-hmm. and um so they were selling that house at one point and it was weird because they actually got like a big piece of wood like a piece of plywood and they painted on it it said um no gawkers allowed or something like that like Basically saying, yeah, this is a murder house. Only serious uh, open house people can come in. Usually you just let your real
0: estate agent handle that without large pieces of wood.
1: Yeah, but they had that up there in front of that house, which I thought was really strange because I'm like, okay, now anybody who wasn't into looking at that house now is.
0: Exactly. Like anybody who's like, I wonder where that house is. Oh, there it is.
1: Yeah, which I thought was really (laughs) strange. I'm like,
0: well, it's like not
1: like not a and and you don't have to have an open house. And then you're exactly right. Like the realtor would deal with it. And but I'm sure there has to be some public disclosure mm-hmm. if a, like in a very notorious murder happened in that house. Yeah. You know, I think that would be weird to actually put in an offer on the house and then they, they come back and they're like, oh, by the way. That was where a BTK murder happened. Yeah. I just thought that was really strange. Like of all the ways to advertise that you don't want people to come gawk, that was a really strange. That is place. weird. And
0: what do you expect to have happen? I mean, if you're showing it on the market, any real estate agent can come and do and show it. That's just how that works. Unless they're like only arranging it directly through them. Which and could my be. guess
1: yeah. is, who knows? This is my guess, but I think that. They were getting a lot of people
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting, you know, just saying sure. calling the realtor, saying, "Hey, I want to look at the house." Yeah,
0: sure.
1: But if if that's what you're doing, like, how would anybody know that?
0: Exactly. I mean, unless because the being family's
1: obvious. not home at the time when you're showing a house. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think it's just kind of one of those things that's going to come along with the. You know, along the path of if you have a house like that, it's that's just kind of what you know comes along with it. Yeah, just strange. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a obvious thing. It's like where they tore down his actual house in Park City. That's just an eerie thing to drive by because it's this little neighborhood, and all of a sudden, house, house, nothing, overgrown grass, house, house, house. house. It's like exactly that's where it was. How because if. You'd have a less idea where it was if the house was just still there, but
1: well, and at the time, I think they really did the right thing because there were so many people yeah. going by the house and people, you know, on in the interstate because it was right there. Um, Park City, Kansas got super popular all of a sudden and was in the news. And so if you're like driving north from Texas, it's like Park City, Kansas, isn't that where that BTK guy lived? And so they were finding the house and people were going up and looking in the windows and It was really disruptive to the neighborhood. Well, plus there was a restaurant down
0: the road that had a jingle where it's like, come and see the BTK house, come
1: and see, then have some of our food. And it's just one block east and two blocks north. (laughs) Have a chicken fried steak and see the BTK house. But I mean, I get like you know who would want to, like once that shit came out, like who would want to live it's in eerie. that neighborhood next to that house
0: I that's one of those places where you go to the land and I would imagine that the land has something you know attached to it. just the energy has got to be there I mean it's not, not I'm not even saying it's like somebody that he murdered I'm just saying it's negative energy so, has to. so you know God anything could be there you know anything that's negative and wants to feed off of that that's just a it's just a creepy plot of land. But anyway, back to our conversation in just a moment. First, I want to thank our supporter today. It is better help. This is something that is very important to me personally, mental health. Uh, it's something that, you know, you, you, if you don't have that working for you, nothing else is going to work very well. That's it's like a key thing. It's 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 the it's the fuel That keeps you going, not just food, but that mental health needs to be there. You can put all the fuel you want into a car, but if the engine is shot, you're you're you know, and your brain is your engine. And we're in a tough time right now, obviously. And we're going into the holidays again, and it can be tough. It's getting darker earlier. There's just a lot. These next couple months are some of the worst for mental health, in my opinion. If there's something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. Check this out, okay? BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed personal therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely and online. Broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. There's therapy deserts out there. So you can really get the help you need wherever you are at. Worldwide, You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist, get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So do I. Visit their website. Read their testimonials. You will be amazed by what people are saying. And it's updated all the time with people just going on and on about how happy they are that they finally made the decision to check out BetterHelp. In fact, uh, here's one of them right now. Brooke is an amazing therapist. I get... Uh, the past few months, she's always been there for me. No matter the time of day, her communication skills are beyond amazing and her insight was exactly what I needed. I highly recommend her to anyone who is asking for help. There are new reviews all the time. This is something I highly suggest looking at uh, if, you know, you need a little bit of help and there's no there's no shame in that whatsoever. Visit their website And check it out for yourself, betterhelp.com slash reviews to see all that. Or go to betterhelp.com slash ghost stories, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for you guys, listeners of Real Ghost Stories Online. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ghost stories. 855 853 4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, Hi, guys. I've been a longtime listener since 2014 and have submitted some stories in the past. I grew up in Nebraska. And my past stories were about my haunted house growing up and freaky goings on in my life. But now I live in Europe. Anywho, this story is very weird. I've never considered myself a medium or anything amongst what those gifted people do, but I've always felt empathic with feelings and energies and can notice them quickly. This information involves itself into my story. For the sake of the privacy of the people involved in this story and my family, any names in this story have been omitted. In October 2020, my sister and in-law's brother had committed suicide. It obviously wrecked us all. Since I live in Europe and we are in a global pandemic, I could not fly back to be with my sister-in-law and her family. I'm adding this because, therefore, my story happened to me. I was extremely sad for such a long time, and even though her brother and I only met a handful of times, he was still family. Around that same time, my brother and sister-in-law found out that they were expecting. They planned to tell her brother around the time he passed, but they never got to, and he died not knowing. It was just so sad. The pregnancy went well, and the baby was born healthy, happy in May of 2021. I talked to my brother and my sister-in-law about the baby. We called a lot, talked a lot through the birthing process. Within 24 hours, the baby was born, and my brother was sending our family the cutest baby pictures. A couple days go by, and I'm leaving school. I'm hit with this overwhelming sense of urgency. It was 8.30 at night, and this thought just completely hit me when I was walking up the stairs to leave my school building. I had to stop for a second and catch my thoughts. I kept seeing the picture of my brother holding the baby in his arms over and repeatedly, and a voice inside my head was telling me, he knows, he's proud. Over and repeatedly. After a few minutes, it calmed down. But I was left confused and honestly weirded out. I realized then that I was the only one left in the building, so I got out and thought, I was just tired and brushed it off following day, my brother and sister-in-law were getting discharged from the hospital. In the morning, their time, I'm eight hours ahead of them, and they were getting ready to head out. I was doing laundry, went to hang up a towel. The same exact picture and the same exact words were pushed into my thoughts yet again. This time I had to put the towel down take out my AirPods. I was jamming to System of a Down, great laundry music, and started getting tears in my eyes. It finally clicked for me. I just knew in my gut it was my sister-in-law's brother. The thought consumed me so much, the only thing that felt right was to phone my brother. He answered, and we talked, and I said to him, I have something I want to tell you, but it sounds crazy, and repeated the same second half of the story to him as I did here. He got silent, and he and my sister-in-law were shocked. and started crying. We all cried together and talked some more, and then ended the call. After that phone call ended, the thought was stopped. It felt like it was forced into my thoughts, shoved in there to get the message across. I do not know how else to explain it unless I'm going crazy. And I do not know why he would come to me to pass this message. But nothing like this has ever happened to me before in my life. It was astonishing. I'll always continue to be your fan forever. I love the direction you're taking the show. Thanks for reading my story and wish you the best. Quite a story there.
1: Well, and, like, I think that... So I don't know if that was a guy or girl who wrote the letter. Um, so I'm just going to default to she. I don't know. But, <laughs> so. but I think that the, the um, brother-in-law, the person who committed suicide, mm-hmm. that's who he could get to to get the message to them. Sure. Because not everybody's open to that. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, I think it makes perfect sense, and for him to have done that, and then there's a baby on the way, and and that be that would be so hard because it's like I don't know. I think you would think if if we could have told him a day sooner, like would that have stopped it? Mm-hmm. But you know, that wasn't the way it was supposed to play out, and it's just that would be very emotional. Very emotional.
0: In an already very emotional time, adding that layer on top of it. Right, right. Yeah.
1: But I also think it's wonderful to have figured out a way to get a message to them. Yeah. You know? And because there was someone who could receive it. And it does make you sound crazy, but it's like, you know, especially with them just having a baby. There's lots of emotion. There's lots of busyness. There's lots of everything. They can't, he couldn't get through to them. Yeah, It's
0: like you were the chosen one (laughs) and it's not even necessarily because you were the closest. It's just, Mm -hmm. they knew you could pick this up and then pass it on. And that's, that's the purpose. So
1: I think it's wonderful.
0: It's cool. It definitely is. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online. Uh, so I go for a walk in the morning um, almost every day, and I, I walk kind of these country roads around here, and I sing Tim McGraw music really loud. No, I'm kidding. Um, but um, it's usually Bruce Hornsby. Um, and there's there's been this house that I've been curious about, and it's just kind of like this old little ranch, you know, uh, house. You could tell, like, at one point, it was a really, you know, cute house. It was somebody's like little farmhouse. and But it, it looks... I, I thought it was abandoned forever. And then today I go walking by it and there's a guy there and there's like bicycles off to the side of it. And it looks like it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if like there people have been living in it and it's just looked like that. Or if they're, you know, getting in there, maybe it's, you know, an old relative or something's home that's just been sitting there abandoned for a while. And now they're kind of getting into it. I don't know, but I really wanted to go up and ask, but I, I didn't want to be rude either if it's like, oh, are you guys like, did you just get the house? You know, if especially like we've been living here for, you know, 45 yeah. years.
1: Did you guys just get the house? Or yeah. Are you just like super creepy people? Yeah.
0: It's like, it's one of the two. <laughs> either this is going to be an episode of Hoarders or you're renovating an old house, which is really cool.
1: But I totally get that because there's a house in my neighborhood that I drive by all the time. And once in a while, the lawn's been mowed. Yeah. A couple times this summer. Um, But I've never seen anybody in or out of it. So my guess is that the neighbors get so tight, but they don't do a good job mowing. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think anybody lives there. I don't know. But I don't know. Places
0: like that can be interesting. And, and, you know, some are just innocent things where it's just like it's in the family. Nobody wants to live there. Nobody wants to sell the place. And then it just kind of sits there and lingers.
1: But what if like you knowing you mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, it's super creepy old house. And so you go up to peek in the windows. I almost <laughs> did like, the oh, other shit, day. There's people living. Here. I almost
0: did the other day. Cause I was like, cause it's up on a little bit of a, a little tiny hill. It's not hard, not too far from the road. But it's enough where, you know, I can see the window, but I can't see the angle in clear enough to tell if there's furniture. And if I did, I'd have to like kind of go up a little ways and then there's somebody peeking up through somebody's yard and I don't know. I mean, I just I thought it was abandoned, and I almost really did walk up to it the other day. And maybe I'll just ask tomorrow if I see the guy out there. Like, hey, what you doing? Just out of curiosity. Like, what the fuck you doing in here?
1: By the looks of the place, it's abandoned.
0: Yeah. What the fuck are you doing walking on my driveway? This is private property. As he's drawing his gun. Yeah. Like I'm just out for a walk. That's all. No, I mean, people around here seem to be pretty friendly, but if I'm dead tomorrow, that's probably why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, was so bad. There was a creepy place um, near where I grew up and it was a, a house that, we've talked about it on the show before, a long time ago. And this house, the most creepy gothic architecture you could ever imagine. I loved it. And I have pictures of it and it's, it, there's, there's a bunch of, rumors and stories about the place. And most of them are just completely BS, but um, it was uh, owned by a doctor in my hometown. And this house, it was, it was like owned by like some of the founders of like my city. I think, I think one of the governors of Wisconsin had it once. Um, and then it, by like 1930 something, I believe like nobody lived in it ever again. Ooh, And it has stayed this thing. Like, and eventually, like, they, there was a care... The, the caretaker, like, mowed the lawn because he lived pretty close. Um, but then that stopped. He just passed on. The, the family's still holding onto the house, and it's literally falling in on itself. And there's a there's bunch of...
1: There's a reason why I, nobody
0: ever lived in that house and, again. And there's a bunch of um, development right next to it. It's like, if you sold it, I mean, you could probably get some... I mean, the house, it's beyond repair at this point. I mean, it really it is truly you could probably throw a baseball at it and the wood will crumble it's it's in really rough shape these days um but you know a handful of years ago it would have been really neat to restore and i don't know if we just never got around to it or what the plan was but i've even heard stories from some of the family where it's like there was never any plan to move in they the the, the guy just really liked owning the house um cuz he had the money to do it and i guess it, you know it was just kind of there to be had but never moved such in. a
1: weird thing to do. I own know. a house just to own it.
0: I would think like at least make it like a weekend retreat or yeah. something. I mean, it doesn't have anything super fancy just, but I mean, it was a big house too, especially for the time there was like, and there was servants quarters out back in a separate building, which is still somewhat there. Um So this thing goes way, way back. Um, But it is, it's creepy. I have a giant blown up picture of it in my living room. That I take out for Halloween because I I just think it's just such one of the creepiest places um, ever. But um, there was one of those, it was another example of somebody kind of owning the property and and all of that. So, anyway, Uh, 855 853 4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And let's go over to this call right here hi you go straight.
2: hello uh, Tony uh, and Carol and Harper um, my name is Chris I'm uh, from Alabama. Uh, my story uh, well I have a, a tons of stories uh, but uh, one story in particular is one that my father used to relate to me. He was a great storyteller uh, from the Southern tradition you know and uh, <clears throat> one story used to tell me and uh, he had an older brother named kenneth gerald and uh he was very bright and smart for his age uh and the whole com- people everybody in the community loved them and the old folks used to say he was smart beyond his years which some of the older folks used to say that was uh not a good thing because it could mean they didn't have long for the earth you know which eventually is what happened um it was a uh, and this was uh during the great depression and um got yeah, the fourth of july picnic he can uh contracts some kind of disease and it uh it kills them so they have a uh, funeral for and all the women folk are in one house and all the men folk are in the other house and they uh they're having a wake so all the men are gathered and they're talking and everything and uh here he comes walking through through the house. He gets to the middle of the of the room and he looks at all the men and waves. And that's when everybody knows he was there. They didn't think anything of it until he got to the middle of the room and then they noticed he was there and they were like all the jaws dropped. And he went to the other end of the room into the kitchen and just faded and uh, and that was it. Another story, I'm going to tell that my father told that uh, was, he always had this recurring dream when he was a child. He said uh, he would always dream that he was in still house, which was the old family homestead and it, you know, came down to her with the family. And he was on the front porch and he was taking and in uh pitching this ball back and forth rolling this ball uh ball uh, back and forth between this him and this little girl and he was always having this dream and so he told his mama about it he told his mama about it he said his mama's face turned white as ghost, and uh, i said why, why you look so shocked? And uh, she said, "You just described Kenneth Gerald and, and cousin Aunt Laurie." And from that point on. My daddy always felt like he was a reincarnation of uh, Kenneth Gerald. And he said, "Whenever he's and it was the ball was an orange ball, by the way." Whenever he would see an orange ball, randomly, he said there was always something good that would happen to him after that. So he always took the orange, an orange ball to be a sign of good luck. And I, I remember that he would always bring that up, you know. But I have tons of other stories. I have uh, tons of uh, stories that I, I I know that were paranormal and uh in, uh and more stories that my father used to relate to me that was that he experienced for himself and, uh, and others. Uh, keep on doing what y'all doing. I really enjoy the, the podcast. I, I listen to it all the time and, let's um, keep on doing it. Y'all have a good one. Bye.
0: Thank you for the, uh, for the stories. Your thoughts on
1: those? The first one was creepy. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? I liked how I said the men folk and the mm-hmm. women folk. <laughs> um, but like if you're there because this person died and then this person walks in and I could see how you would keep on talking at first because there's probably a lot of people in and out. Mm-hmm. So you don't pay attention to everybody who walks past.
0: And you may not know everybody who's coming in. I mean, think, I think the, the initial reaction is going to be, oh my gosh, the person looks so much like so-and-so.
1: Right. But you're not going to be thinking.
0: Like,
1: oh my God, he just disappeared. Yeah. Like that was creepy.
0: I think by the time you get there, you're like, it already happened. You know, it's like, oh my God. Like, had he just hung around for a little bit while longer, like maybe it would been like, wait a second, you know, but just walking through and then they're gone. No, then, yeah, I think that was, uh,
1: that was my very ba- creepy. My mom tells this story of, She used to do home health care um, for senior citizens, Mm -hmm. like she needs now. Um, (coughs) But, you know, people go in and help with cleaning and cooking or um, grocery shop and laundry, that sort of thing. And so she did that. So there's one of her ladies, as she used to refer to them. um, I don't remember her name. But uh, so she passed away. And my mom didn't know this, but was at the funeral and she walked in. The woman did. Oh, God. But it was her identical twin sister. Oh. And mom didn't know she had an identical twin sister. (laughs) And so here she is at the funeral and she just walked into her own funeral. And mom was like really messed up by that. And then, you know, somebody around there was like, Oh, yeah, that's Belma's twin sister. Oh, my like, God. Wouldn't that be weird?
0: Yes. <laughs> that's great.
1: Especially if you didn't know.
0: I think if I was the twin, I would do it all creepily, too. I'd be like, get like really pale makeup on. And,
1: just, just and be- kind of walk in like the girl from The Ring or something. Yes, like. <laughs>
0: walk in a little dead. Yeah. <laughs> come in maybe a different door or something. Yeah. It's like, like everybody's walking in through like the, the regular entrance, just, you know, walk up by the door, of the front of the church and just enter that way.
1: Do some kind of weird affected thing. Like, like jerky stuff yeah. with your
0: head. And don't ever make, look. don't ever make eye contact with anyone and just kind of stand off in the distance a lot. <laughs> and don't, don't I need. Mean,
1: sh- and whatever you do, if you're an identical twin, don't tell anybody like after you're 50 or 60, <laughs> just <laughs> play that. <laughs> Like, that would be so fun. I just thought that was funny. I mean, it'd be freaky, though, if you were there.
0: Completely. It'd be very freaky. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. And Real Ghost Stories Online, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. If you like it, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.